Hi, good evening, good evening, uh, Monday, 8 o'clock, uh, Rabbi, uh, let's grow together with uh, Rabbi Weinberg, Mordechai Weinberg, he is on the air, so Rabbi, it's your line. Thank you all, what a pleasure, what a pleasure to be on with everyone today. Um, sorry, just give me one second here. I'll just be available. Okay, everyone, let's start. You're on with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in once again. And what it happens to be is this week, Baruch Hashem, due to the beauty of the simcha that we're having, I am doing it from the location of my house. And I appreciate Rav Nissen and everyone bouncing with me, being able to go with me and do it remotely from here. So the number to call in with your question or comment is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Now, I would like to start with a couple of questions and text. So what's the number of people would like to text in? All right, we'll get that. And what I would like to at least offer is we've got a question already that has come in, and it's like this, hi. And this person has actually called in from a very long time ago, over an hour ago, has left the message. Hi, if a person has a chronic time management issue, is it possible to correct the issue? So the question is, if someone has a chronic time management, means they're not able to be on time anywhere, can they correct it? And the answer is, of course, with Siata Deshmaya. Now, why do we say, of course? Because... Let's recognize what is time management. Time management is about, or we should really divide into three levels. Time management is divided into three levels, as I call it the ILA formula. Inspiration means the subconscious. L stands for logic. And A stands for action. In order to have time management, after you've got the siyata deshmaya, we need to have it grounded on this world. What does that mean? That means we need to have first on step one, the subconscious. If someone was on time, or whenever they went up to a place, they were always yelled at, hit, made feel like a loser. What will happen is this person, when they hear to be on time, they go, I don't want to be on time. I get to suffer. The first one there is the one that always gets yelled at. It's better to come late. What happens is our subconscious now develops programs and they're maladaptive programs, means they are not healthy programs that the brain has learned to learn in the subconscious. And now we create facts out of these programs. That means the subconscious is now programmed. Being early is not good. Being on time isn't good because then you hop clep, then you're going to get pain. However, if you're late, that's safe. Now, many years later, once that program is not real, once that isn't working out, Okay, then, then that's not healthy. Um, we're being told that we've got a lot of callers, so I'm just going to answer this question pretty, um, pretty short. So we need to first identify if there are major subconscious stresses or blocks going on. Then we need logic, simply teaching a person about time management skills. Part of the time management skills that we teach in logic is you cannot do 20 tasks in an hour. Well, maybe certain tasks you could, but we're talking about in general. Maybe you can't even do certain tasks in a day. So just for an example, today I've got written down eight tasks, nine huge tasks. I, Baruch Hashem, have accomplished six out of the nine. 
that's a very, very successful day for me. So part of the logic that we need to teach is what is time management, how do you focus on it, how are you going to do it, what is realistic, what is not realistic. And those people that try to do everything don't know how to let go or how to leave things for the next day. That is a difficulty. Now let's go to the last step. So that's the, that's the subconscious, the I. The L is the logic to learn the usuidus of time management. As Arav just told me recently, people come late to shul because they're afraid to come on time or early, and they'll end up being late. Part of what we teach in time management is aim to be early and you'll make it on time. Aim to be extra early and you'll be a little early. That's just how Derech HaTeva works. And the last one is action, which means actual behavioral practicing. You want to be somewhere, practice. Make the list at a certain time, learn to stop. Judge based how much time you need, and that's what we've got to do. All right, Harav Nissen, let's go ahead, and I'd like you more verbal, Harav Nissen, even though we're in two different locations, I want you involved. I, I, I really appreciated it last week. Let's go. Thank you very much. And I tell you, the phone line is already jammed. And uh, we have phone already from Israel, from England, from all over the, the continent, uh, I would say the world. So just let's start with uh, Mordechai, okay? You got Mordechai. What country is he from? Uh, I think England. Mordechai. England. Good. Let's go. Hello, Mordechai. Yes. Yes, how are you doing? I am doing Baruch Hashem amazing, thank you. Very good. really enjoy your program. I am honored, thank you. Uh, and uh, of course, since we are of Nisan on the line, we can thank him. I'm listening to most of your um, lectures. Now, I have a, a question here. Okay. So, I've, I've, written, I've written down my story and there's a question at the end for you. Okay, okay. you ready? Um, is the story brief or like the short version? <laughs> um, it's points about the situation I'm in at the moment. About seven, eight points with a question at the end of the problem. It's a unbiased uh, question. All right. So will we be able to keep it? I don't mean to be, let's say, three to four I minutes. It's it taking about a minute and a half to read the question, I reckon. Is that okay with you? Maybe half a minute to read. <laughs> Can we start? Let, let's start, my friends. Okay. Okay. So I've, been, I've been separated for a few months. Okay. You've been just say that one I, more time. I have been separated for a few months. Separated. Yes. I am. Okay. I'm week, in weekly therapy, which is going yes. very well. Excellent. Okay. I've learned what caused the breakdown in my marriage. Yeah. I'm working on these points very hard. I tried to rectify all my downfalls. I've, um, I have a, a daily sponsor, and also I have a rub who helps me. Okay. okay. We have a number of children. Some of them will not talk to me. Some of them I see uh, on a weekly basis. Okay. I be, some of these children are off the derech who will not talk to me, which I've been blamed for. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've, uh, some that see me, that do see me, they love me very much. The question is, is it, is it right for me to hold out, even though my spouse really wants to get, go out and wants to get on with their life and hope for a reconciliation? Finished. Okay. Um, wow. This is one of those loaded questions that I'll just tell you, 
I won't yeah, give an answer, not because I don't want to, because I don't have one, but we can discuss the topic a little, and I feel this is very, very important. So can we use your example a little bit for information, let's say for awareness, because that's our goal over here? Yeah, okay. Excellent. Since you've, let's say, gone to therapy, found a sponsor, speaking to a Rav daily, have you found that, let's say, you are able to turn around your life? which means the children that are speaking to you are loving you more or you're having more and more kids speak to you or life is changing for the better. I'm not saying excellent. Unfortunately, in Yiddish, there's a word blutter. Like you're, there's like a whole mess going on over here. So we can say oh, life is amazing. Me. But are you so saying did, since you're working? Mm-hmm. I'm working on things. Um, I've taken on two tutor boys. Yes. Okay. On a, yeah. an hour at a time daily to give up my time to try and help myself and help others. Yes. Now, I want to focus more on the part of you growing because that's a large awareness that I'm getting from messages. I'm getting messages from people, and I find it as chus that when people hear positive stories, that even though people's lives are going through difficulties, but by reaching out for help, speaking to a Rav, I'm a huge advocate for that, that we need to start connecting to Rabbanim. Are you finding your life is, is at least improving, going on the upslope rather than the yes. downslope? Definitely. And also, my wife, I'm also, I've been, I'm in the, I've been taught the Sedona method. You know about that? That is a beautiful Sedona method, sure, just about being in the but moment. I use that generally on a daily basis, which I found in all the things I'm doing together, I'm very careful of other people's feelings yes. and how to react and how to respond to people. Beautiful. And, and not to be so impulsive and okay. say the wrong thing at the wrong time. So let's, let's now go to your question. Your question is, should you continue? Your wife wants to end the marriage, and you're still hoping that by the changes that you're doing and by the growth that you're making, there is a chance that she might see the new you or the more improved you, I should say, or the inner you that has been able to work on himself and not have, and not have those difficulties, whatever might be happening, right? And That's seeing if... Yeah. on. Okay. Now, let's share with you both sides of the coin. Side one is, of course, if you're growing and if you're changing, with Siata Deshmaya, she'll see that, and she will say, this is the person that I want. And this is the person why I married you, because I saw the power within you. But there was all these outer shells or outer issues or clogging, different parts that were clogging the pipe, and that's why she, it was a hard time to stay married to you, in her opinion. And now that you're changing, it makes it easier. That's one side of the coin. On the other side of the coin is that when someone is being pushed or being forced, then even if we give them what they want, they won't want it. When I was giving one of my trainings, I wanted to explain to people, those that were practicing to be therapists, to recognize the danger of the authoritative approach. means when you deal with behavioral therapy, as a therapist, you need to take more a, a, a leadership role. And I wanted them to realize the downside of taking a leadership role. And what I asked them to do was, whoever was in the group, I think we must have had like 20 people there, I asked who was thirsty to raise their hand. Those that said that they're thirsty, they rose. They went to fill up a cup of water. And those that said they're not thirsty didn't, had the cup empty. Now I started shouting at them, those that were thirsty, you must drink your cup now. You've got to finish it this second. 
And those guys made the bracha and they drank it. And those that weren't thirsty, they said, I am not letting you drink. Don't touch that cup. Let go. And I asked each and every one of them, I gave you what you wanted. means you're thirsty. I told you to drink. But I shouted. How did you feel with that? And they said, while they were thirsty, it just didn't taste good at all. And they were like shocked. And the same with the questions with the people that were not drinking. I told them, don't drink. They weren't thirsty. They didn't want to drink. But when they were being forced, they hated the water or they hated not drinking. Does that make sense to you? Not sure. Okay, so what I'm trying to give the analogy is that if your wife, unfortunately, has decided that she wants to end the marriage... And then if she wants to end it, then it is very, very, very difficult unless she goes for therapy, unless something shifts in her eyes, in her mind, for her to see the new you or to see the improved you. Simply because she's still holding on to that painful energy, the same way I was screaming at the people, drink the water. Even though they wanted to drink it, she might want to be with you, but there might be such sour taste in her mouth that she might not be able to even appreciate or want to be with a new you. There's sometimes like the saying, like it's a little too, yeah. it, it's it's a you know it's a little too little, a little too late. <laughs> and therefore, I am not the one to be able to tell you what situation your wife's in. Now, let's take it to the next step. Part of your question that I feel that needs to be addressed is: Is your wife growing? Is your wife looking to change? Because you might be doing all that, and but if if she, no, you're doing all that, but if she's not, what do you think will happen? You're backwards. Yeah. And what happens if she's part of the cause? Why all the ki- Why the kids are, let's say, going off the derech? Some of them. Now, we're not taking sides. I don't know you, so yes. I just want to be clear, because I get sometimes when I just ask these questions and people go, oh, you're taking the side. What would happen if the, if the equation of both of you together is what's bringing that out? It's many times easy to blame the person that's, quote-unquote, the codependent one, the one that tries to do everything. But once children, once, once un, you know, I'm going to use the word unfortunately, because to me, I, I still view, view, view divorce as unfortunate. Of course, there are situations where it's needed, where it's necessary, and then it might even be a blessing. But I still would like to take the general view that there are still a lot of marriages that could have been saved or could have been worked out, and I, I still like viewing that, so I don't want to have to apologize for saying that. But let's go to my words that if it's, a, if it's unfortunate that it had to get divorced, many times the children then see the ones that they thought were healthy many times aren't. Now they've got to deal with that parent, and they're not able to blame their spouse anymore. So now to go back, should you stay and, let's say, force her or, quote-unquote, like not give her the divorce for her to see the new you, she might not be ready for it, A. B, if she already decided she wants out, staying longer in it will only make it worse. And I'm going to shoot a, shoot a fourth message out there. You might be doing all this inner growth, but she might like someone more rougher and tougher, not emotional, and therefore, while you're trying to help yourself your way, but in the marriage, she needs a different language. She might well expect a language. I'm just shooting out there just from my experience of different experiences when I worked on couples. Yeah. And there was a divorce, and then, you know, the husband or the wife would say, I've just done this amazing course. I'm now a different person. I'm a better person. 
And then the husband or the wife would say, don't you get it? I want you to stop taking courses. Don't be. I want you to be, you know, I want you to be a certain type. I, w- I don't want you to apologize. I don't want you to understand my feelings. There are many people that don't want to discuss feelings. So there's so much out there that in your loaded question, I can give information to see what's happening. So what would you say you're taking from this response? Having a spouse who was not emotional and not taking care of her emotional needs. And obviously being very good to them. Yes. And those issues which I've taken upon to work on. Yeah. Uh, She was seeing a fire therapist over the phone Mm -hmm. who, who engaged her uh, so I'm told and believe to go for this direction. Mm-hmm. So this again gets very complicated. And again, yeah. as you see, I haven't given you any advice. Yeah. Um, a large that. part of the reason is cause of that responsibility. I don't feel I ever know yes. the full situation, even when I am the therapist involved with both sides, even when I do the marriage counseling, because there's always so much more. I will never tell a client to divorce or stay for the simple reason, and unfortunately when there are many times marriages where a parent calls me up and says, my son or my daughter is in a horrible marriage, I want to pull them out. One of the things I tell them is, please, do not pull them out. Tell them, I am there for you. You want to leave, make the call, and I will be there for you. But you have to make the call because if the parent does it, there will always be doubt in that child's mind, maybe I could have stayed, maybe I could have worked it out. Years later, maybe they'll get remarried and they'll be even more disappointed or they will feel the choice wasn't right. And sometimes it could be the right choice just at the wrong time. And therefore, what I coach those parents are, tell them I'm there for you. And sometimes a child needs another year or two. Sometimes a child will be able to work it out. I use the word child. I mean kid. It could be an adult. And what you're saying, when the therapist is coaching her to do that, that's very, very dangerous when therapists do that. However, since I am in the therapist seat, I can also tell you the other way around. Do you know how many times we get blamed for roles when a husband or a wife tells us, I want to end it and I'm just so weak, please help me be strong, which means the therapist is not guiding them to end it. The therapist isn't telling them to end it. It's the client coming in saying, I've just never had the tools to be assertive. And then many times the therapist gets blamed for causing the divorce or pushing the divorce. So again, unfortunately, your question is so common, and there's so much going on. Therefore, what what my recommendation is, speak to your wife, ask her permission to speak to the therapist, or call up the therapist and let the therapist get permission. No, she won't talk to me. What? She won't talk to me. She won't talk to you. Then is there a mediator, a middle person? Sorry? Is there a middle person? Yes, I also have a middle person also. (laughs) It's time to go low. All right, so then now it's time to go low. Sorry, was soft. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Sorry? Yeah. I would like to tell you, Harav Nissen, let me ask you, what do you say? Harav Nissen, to I this think, question. I think uh, the, the words go low is the, the, word, the right way to do it. And yeah. uh, let's, uh, you know, slowly, slowly, if you really change yourself and working, working about yourself, it can be change her mind, and I believe that you can do it, but don't push, don't try to push anything, 
and just let it go let it show that you really improve yourself and you build the trust again in air eyes because I don't know what you know we don't know the story but sometimes you break the trust how long is one gives us what how long how long do you give her I think again that's the middle person this is something this is something that you have to do it's not a matter how long it's matter how how you taking yourself and how quickly you get better get a get a different personality that you she she see in her eyes it could be that take a few few months could be that a year I saw a couple that struggle with with a year and in the end they come back and many things I would say that uh Don't let a middleman or a family to get involved with this because uh, this is the, the destruct distru- everything. Let me tell you, I was, one of the beauties of being actually in my place is I have the, uh, I'm in my farm room. So I just found there is a Gemara that says a very interesting concept. Shlema Melech had a son, Rachbam. And this son, the Klal Yisrael, including Yeravim ben Avad, asked him, said, please lower the taxes that Shleim HaMelech has raised. And all Shleim HaMelech's advisors told Rachbam, listen to the people, you're a new king, go low, give in, it's not a big deal. And later, as they love you, you could then raise the taxes as it was needed. And Rachbam had two sets of advisors. He had Shleim HaMelech's advisors, the older people, And they were the young, Chavre, you know, the young blood, hot-blooded, yeah. we're going to do it. And they yeah. told him, no, you give in now, you're going to lose your power. You've got to show you're a tough king. And he stood up and he said, I'm even stronger than my father. You have no idea how strong I'm going to be. And from there, Yeravim ben Avat, ten yeah. Shvatim, left, left from the Malchus of David and went to the Malchus of Yeravim ben Avat. And that's where the Gemara says that when an old person tells you destroy, it's really building. And when young people tell you it's building, it's destroying. Yes. And it seems like whoever's involved is telling you to take the low level. Take the, take, not the low level, take, lay low. Oh, it is. But you're the one that knows the situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Harav Nissen, would you yes. like me to take the text? that we sent over? Uh, let's take, uh, you have a lot of people from aboard and really waiting. We have one from Israel, Eli. Let's go to Israel. You Eli. guys, you're, you're running the show, brother. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Eli, you're on air. Hi, I'm Monachai, the Midnight Rabbi on Midnight Hours, running from Jerusalem, from Yishalayim. Ah, Harav Nissen, do you know, I, I wonder if you're aware of who the Midnight Rabbi is. Can I tell you a little about the Midnight Rabbi? Yeah, yes. Harav Nissen, about a year ago when we started off with you on the radio, this guy contacts me and says he's every night in Ben Yehuda. He, he is taking boys from 11 o'clock at night till about 5, 4, 5 in the morning, getting them off the streets, and he's taking care of them. And I was so happy to know that this guy, there's someone out there. He called up the radio program probably a week before Sukkot. So when was it? A week before Shoshana Sukkot? When did you call? Arab Yomtiv, yeah. Arab Yomtiv. And he tells me that he's helping people now through the Internet because he had to leave Yerushalayim because no one wanted to even give him any money for all the hours that he's doing. And I explained to him, we gave him so much time, I explained to him if he would just take $100 a week from a boy that he gives 15 hours, 20 hours, 
And if he has, let's say, just five or six boys, he's making $600 a week, Parnas, so $700 an hour to throw. That's enough for him and his family, and he's giving each of these kids 20 hours. We even made the cheshmer, more. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And Thursday night is practically an all-nighter. We're talking about five nights a week, about five, six hours every single day. We're talking about 25 to 30 hours for just $100 a week. Which father wouldn't do that? And you know what he told us? The one or two parents that did help him out, you know what they did? They sponsored one kiddish that he makes on Shabbos that he does every Shabbos out of his own money. Welcome to the club, I would say. Exactly. <laughs> So what I, what I suggested is to Haraveli, that the Midnight Rabbi, we have your blog, we went on to it. It's unbelievable what you're doing. I said we're going to help him, give him chizik, to at least focus on four boys, start with that if that was possible. Let's get the update. We need you back there. I felt good knowing there is someone in there to throw that played both sides. In other words, you were, as you said, today you're looking in the hole from Lavush, but... Uh, you didn't start off that way, so you can understand the beauty of all the sides. Yes, that's right. All right, Ravel. Um, now let's go news, ahead. Let's the hear. The good news is a little bit of an update is one is that you gave us a lot of inspiration, and and we went into the court. We went into Mansim Kaseinu in a positive way, so that that brings happiness to our home and all the people that connect to us for the whole the whole year to come. So you have a big merit, and we have a lot of appreciation from you and your show, and to uh, Nissim and everyone there. Um, Thank you. The, the, the start of the process, quickly, just very short, because I know there's a lot of people flying through, is... Um, Ellie, you get Kadimo. You're someone that helps people, and we've got to get you back on the front lines. Yeah. I'm not yeah, on the so front I, I made, a, I made The first thing I did is I made a website, because yeah. I, I, I was told by... I knew I had to present myself professionally, that if a parent or any school or anybody wants to look into this service that you've, you've basically formulated, and I appreciate it and I agree with it. And I did that this last few weeks with the help of a friend. And, you know, it look, it's, looking, it's looking decent enough, I think, for someone to go look at and see that it's a serious thing. But the other good news is that as I was doing that, I also got a job in a rehab. So I'm going to be, thank God, working five hours a day counseling an, in, an English-speaking group. And, you know, that's a big up for me in terms of involvement in, in the different issues that the youth at risk and young adults are going through. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm very honored to be able to step into that role. But unfortunately, once again, it's still not enough. Like, one, because it's still daytime and early night, and I want to still keep up the midnight rabbi. But two, even financially, it's not enough. So it's almost like I'm put in a situation where I feel like I really have to keep going ahead. And the big thing is, say, like, right now, I'm, you know, I just got reminded the door open. I'm at school right now. They want me to just push the name of the school, just the kids. But the kids themselves ask me this right now, and I'm using that sign. So this is the the What are the kids school. asking you to push a school? Explain that. They're asking me to push the name of the school. They're, they're, they're a new school in Jerusalem, but based on an old school, Nevesion. And they're very, very encouraging me to be around. But they know the school themselves, unfortunately, at this stage, is unable to pay for my services. So then it comes back to, you know, the original... Aravelli, we're stuck. Let's go back to the point. Stay focused. How many boys hung yeah. around you every week from 11 at night till 6 in the morning or till 4 in the morning? So since Sukkot, took us, Not it's been like... Not since Let's go back. When you were the midnight week, I haven't been out every night. I haven't been out every night. And it's been at least a group of 10... 
to 20 guys at, and at different times, but it's not, they're not hanging out with me. I'm more hanging out with them at this stage. Because it's still Good, a but that, that always and, changes. Doesn't that change? I hope so, but I, I do feel like it's such a hard thing to push what you've asked, and that's why I'm not saying you're incorrect. I think you're right. Just I'd have to be a, a certain personality where this could be my problem to be able to push past you know, my personal blocks to get to the point. Like, I was fundraising for four years. I wasn't a good fundraiser because I'm not such a good guy at pushing people yeah. much to give money and to make that happen. I'm good at giving to the person and connecting to the person. I'm not good at the next stage. Now can you donate? Now can you, you know, can it develop to the next stage? So I don't what you're telling me is to be a therapist that goes yeah. where the client's at, not where I'm at, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What would you like, Haraveli? What suggestion, advice, chizuk, or anything would you like? Because you, you've taken away the, I mean, in a in a true sense, my issue. The easy way out is that people donate and sponsor this. Not that I imagine it would be so successful, but you know, I, I believe it's definitely worth. You didn't be believe it would be so zero. <laughs> no. You did not expect but, uh, you know, it, to ask people to donate or when you're spending time that you will get a, a real zero out of people. Yeah, I do feel people can support this and can build it, but it has to come from, I feel like maybe it has to come from an awareness more that the parents have okay. to wake up. Like you I got like it, sir. I agree. That For your style, that's exactly how it has to happen. What will you do, sir? So I've been told by friends over the years I have to educate the people who have the money how to do that, but how to educate them to give them, to them to have the time to know that this for their child is important. Like different people, schools have told me different issues that they've had. Like one school unfortunately downsized massively, and the, the, the main issue was that they were only getting 10% of their their school paid for by the parents. The rest all have to be fundraised, etc., etc. This was a massive tool. All right, Ellie, now you go. Again. I'm just going to cut you off. This is one area that I'm not either that yeah. good at fundraising. Yeah. yeah. You're hitting my weakness. Yeah. But this is a weakness, okay. and this is something that, so when it comes to, to going past the kids to the, to directly to where, the, where, you know, some kids don't have, etc., etc., we, we discussed this last time, but the, the point is that. The how how to build a system that will work in a in a in a way that I can feel proud about, and the kids themselves see that it's respectful, and not some guy trying to sneak money out of their parents. How about we go backwards? How about we do something backwards? Yeah. How about you hang around those boys for yeah. free for three four weeks? Unfortunately, yeah. as people work many times with drugs, you give it a taste, and then after three four weeks, when they when they like you or they appreciate you, they want to hang around you. You ask them just to give you 20 bucks. It's just to start. When, I'm not asking the kids. I'm asking the parents. I'm asking you to, to ask the, the kids. Parents. they got to feel they got to do something. $10. Got to give something. If you can get the kids, then you can maybe get the parents. That builds the commitment okay. on the kids' part that the father says, okay, I'm also doing a commitment. Because I like the way like the, the way you created it last time in terms of it's like a, this is a real business, this is a real therapy. This but you're not ready for that. You just course. told me you're weak. Yeah. Not weak. Let me clarify. You you're not ready for that position. I don't want to use the word weak. Yeah. Um. 
I'm, I mean, I'm putting it, I put out the website because I want to be strong. I want to use the Let me tell you something. Do you know who, mo- yeah. probably I would say is one of the greatest motivating speakers out there? I, I don't, you know, I'll say the name. His name is Tony Robbins. He's not a... Tony Robbins, yeah, everyone did. Yeah. He's not a psychologist. He's amazing. He's not a psychiatrist. Not. He's not a social worker. He's not a mental health counselor. Yeah. He is a person that called himself, and he's the guy that started the life coach concept, and he yeah. is the one that motivates the Olympians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He motivates for presidents, prime ministers. That's who he is. He speaks at Madison Square Garden like the cheapest ticket there is $1,700 for a three-day course, for a three-day motivational, yeah. and it's full. So don't worry yeah. about the website. The legal, the legalities of a, of let's say being a licensed person, if you're going to deal with disorders, but to get to people, you don't need yeah. that. You don't need the website. The website's not going to get you anything, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. What you need is the inner strength, the inner confidence to say, "I'm spent. I spent 15 hours with your son this week. Can you at least give me 50 bucks for that? Can you give me five dollars an yeah. hour?" Yeah. Because what I learned from Tony Robbins also is that he's someone who became successful from constantly pushing himself to go out there and do this. So that's part of the struggle that... Well, again, that's coaching. The more he did it, the more he became successful, the more he pushed himself, the more he motivated himself, and the the, the more he improved in his technique, because that's the best way to grow. And, And if he wrote that himself in his own book... So Midnight Rabbi, when are you back on myself. the streets, sir? Let's go Tachlis. When do we get I'm, you back? So you're back on the streets partially. I'm, I'm already going. I've been going. I'm back on the streets now. I'm phoning you Good. after midnight. And now you've got to make sure I'm you're here. grounded that you get paid. What else can you do during the daytime hours that you will get paid? If the Midnight Rabbi comes on Thursday night? Counseling. I'm counseling at rehab, and I feel that's a tremendous step forward. It's Excellent. The, the and ask, beg the rehab if they've got more time for you. Ask other rehabs if they've got time for you. Maybe run a group. I feel better if you bring your Parnassa by day and you're the Midnight Rabbi once a week, that's a start. Then once you do that once a week, the Midnight Rabbi, then you can, then you can expand it. But we need to get you on the street, but you've got to first take care of yourself, your wife, your kids. Only then can you help all of Kali Yisrael. If it's not balanced, it can't yeah. happen. I definitely, I definitely have the support of my rabbis, and, and they're encouraging, and they believe in me 100%, and my wife believes in me 100%. And I, feel I like need you to well, believe so. in you 100%. <laughs> yeah. I, I have, I have, I'll have. be honest, because of my family background, I just, if you don't mind, I, I don't mind saying this publicly, they, they're in the business world, they're very successful people, they don't understand this, this approach that I've taken to develop a cause to give, and and because they're business-minded, they want to see tactics, like you're saying. They want to see money. And if it doesn't turn into money, then it's, 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 a, it's not a real thing. So that's Let how, me that's tell you. I'm struggling I with that have, inner issue. No? I have the honor to be in the field of therapy. Yeah. I have the honor to be over here on the radio, jrootradio.com, and to meet the guy like Nissen. I'm surrounded by people that, Baruch Hashem, are all like you, and that's my primary focus. My primary focus, if I can tell you, the tens of thousands of dollars, and maybe even to a hundred thousand dollars, probably owed to me in therapy money, which is of course yeah. always chusam. You can't be in this field if you're in it for the money first. You won't. You'll go to the law field. Yeah. Not that lawyers aren't nice. Yeah. Not that lawyers aren't great. I just had a fantastic, wonderful experience yeah. with someone, an unbelievable person. But again, if you're in yeah. this field, your first heart, your first neshama, 
but we got to learn to balance that's, that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, I know totally people agree, don't know but you see him, you just love the guy. You just want to give him a hug. <laughs> he's old enough, to, you know, yeah. but he's just heart. You got to learn the balance, sir. Hundred percent, and I'm I'm gonna I'm please God I'm gonna have good news for you and and everybody else and and please God we'll just hear nachas from from you know all the children and their parents and it should think because the society is getting more and more intense so I feel like this challenge to do this is getting more of a challenge like yeah a lot of doors have closed over the years but I know that I can I feel that thanks to you, that at least you're giving me a voice publicly for this, that I believe that I can generate that strength and with Hashem's help and, and do this. I'm definitely, I've already started. You, I'm already back on the street. You've, you've, you've Excellent. I, just now, I am happy I that way, and now I want to know you're back on the streets when you're also taking care of your family balance a little bit more. With time, Merit Hashem, you'll get there. Please keep us updated. And thank you for thank staying you up so late. Hi, Rav okay. Nissen, what yeah, drop no, do you want to give this guy? Okay, so first of all, Yishar Koch, and second, uh, it will be a, it's a tough time. Uh, I would say that it's very tough to understand that you're f- sometimes you're facing a wall and like feeling that nobody care about what you're doing. And uh, you just, so you have to be strong. And I know that all of us, I know that uh, you're uh, Rabbi Mordechai and... J Root Radio is giving plenty of time, plenty of hours to the society, to the, our community, let's put this. And many times we feel like the, that, uh, you know, that the we are, we not belong to them. And somehow, you know, the people uh, just don't look at us and they're feeling that uh, we have to do it for them for free and stuff like this. Uh, and I know that uh, the, the, the families suffer a lot about it, but we have to give the balance. As Rabbi uh, Mordechai say, you have to keep the balance in between the family and giving away. Also, Chesed is starting in the house, and you have to understand that uh, that uh, you have to yeah, keep... That, 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 is, that is why, uh, I mean, I've to just jump in, but that is why my Rebbe's and my wife, uh, my wife has encouraged me and backed me because I've done that first. And that I feel I can only help someone else if it's coming from that being first. But the challenge with Panasa is a very, with money, is a very sensitive issue for this generation, I think, because especially now it's as well, it's such a sensitive struggle. And in, in yeah. terms of, even if you're totally focused in the right way, it can still be a challenge. And that's part of your the divine plan. Uh, you know, it, and, but I, the advice that you know, you're giving through the station is helping people like myself believe that we can do it, especially in, in, in Israel. And um, the school here, they just want me to say that I'm using their phone right now, and these are great group of guys. They want the, the people out there to like in the they page. That's what they ask me to ask publicly. And if anyone wants to contact me, it's at midnightrabbi.com. Thank you so That's much right. for your time. And, and yeah. My pleasure. Okay. Continue growing and be strong. And there are few people right. that have your power that are actually doing. I mean, so many people have so much love in their hearts and want to give, but they don't even know where to start. You're out in the streets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And Who is next? That's uh, Khani from uh, England. Khani from England. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yes, Hello. thank you for holding so long. 
It's fine, thank you. I and up so late, I should say, being... especially. I know. It was worth it because I had to ask this question. Okay. Um, so I want to wish you mazel tov for your baby. Ah, thank you. Um, My daughter's name is Sarah Miriam, and it is adorable. It happens to be tonight. I am, I'm not in the studio. I'm all the way in Lakewood where I live because before and after, I just have to be home a little as well. <laughs> Hold right, their feet, you know, all that stuff. Burp and take care of the family. It's cute, but thank you. May we all share our sympathies. Okay, so, I mean, so I wanted to, um, I wanted to ask um, about Shadachem. Um, like I have, I have a major issue that I don't know if I'm like, like rather I, I know that I'm not ready to get married. Like I think I'm not ready to get married. Okay, and why do you think that? Like I'm definitely. Why do I think that? Because I find it very hard, like, to connect to other people, like, and to, and, like, my social skills. Like, I find myself, like, then I just find it hard to connect to other people. Hold on. Hold on. Who said that's the reason why not to get married? That's the reason why dating is difficult. At the moment. No, even at the moment. You might just find a person. There's one thing. All right. Okay, good. I'm saying, right. I just want to clarify. If the point is social skills, you might not want to marry the loudest person out there. Although many times Hashem has his infinite wisdom, how he takes the quietest person with the loudest person. Harvness, no, don't you see that sometimes? But, uh, okay, but that's one of them. So just to be aware, for that reason, that's, that's to go ahead, still continue the process of dating. Right, but then I, I feel like it's such a waste of time because because I find dating so hard, and also... How do you find like dating so hard? What like is so difficult about dating? Sorry, I, I didn't hear that. No, if you can clarify, what is, so, what is so hard about the dating process for you? Okay, number one, like, I've not, I've not been out for ages, because there's, there's, it's not like boys are knocking down the door. Um, right. Number two, it's just, I, I find, I'm very, like, I don't feel comfortable in myself, and I'm... Um, and I realize it's not issue in them, it's issue in me, and I can't, like, I yeah. also find it hard to make conversation, and I find it, it drains me out, even when it's going well, like, after an hour, like, an hour yeah. conversation is good for me, after that, I, like, go mad, and then, and then, like, I get more uncomfortable, and I, I hate silence and all that. Okay. And, and that's just one thing, and then there's also marriage, which, you know, I have to be comfortable with them for the rest of my life, and, you know. Okay. Wow, you've said a lot now. Or a lot of information that I hear. So, if you have such a difficulty, can you first pat yourself on the back and look how amazing it is? You stayed up this late, and again, it's we're talking about New York time. It's now eight forty. You're live. Thousands of people are listening to you. Thousands of people continue hearing the recording, and on a social level, you sound excellent. Yeah, you're not stammering, you're not problems, missing the but... periods and commas in the wrong places as you're talking. Your thought is coming across very clear. That's amazing. Okay, but it's not true, though. Like, I find it easy to talk about my problems, but when I'm just to be friendly and relaxed, I find that really hard. So now, a lot what I heard and what you're saying is that there's an interesting past in your family. And we're not going to go there, but there seems like there's a lot going on over there. Yeah, I, I I go I go to therapy. I I I know, like, you know. Yeah, 
And how is that helping? Well, I don't know. I'm saying it, it's helping for certain things, but it's all together. I'm not where I want to be, and it, it's not it's not helping. Like I don't know. It, it it's not helped. You know. In so an when I work on clients for about four months, or I should say four to six months, I usually sometimes I do it earlier depending on my intuition. But if I work four to six months with someone and it's really not moving that much, there are several, several cheating systems that I'll do. I would recommend to introduce vitamins. I might recommend to introduce uh, another therapist or some other therapy form that can help me out. I might recommend maybe right, trying changed, a little medication or something. Already. Sorry. Say uh, that again? I can't do medication. I can't do medication. Uh, and we just um, knocked that out. Okay. Well, I'm just curious. Why not? Because then, like, then it's a real, I don't know, then it's just an issue. Then, then you're nuts. Then you're crazy, huh? It's like you're no, officially... No, I mean, if the world st- would, would, would think it's all right, then, it, you know, but... Say that again? If the world I'm not recommending medication here. I don't even know you. Right. All that I'm saying is, when the focus has got to be, how do I get to the zone where I want to get to? How do I get to the target? How do I get to the end, to the goal? And I am very mm-hmm. comfortable cheating. I know therapists disagree with me. I, I was recently speaking to therapists that they referred to me, their client, that they worked on two years, and within 20 minutes I said, this person I cannot work unless they are on medication. And the therapist was really upset at me, said they felt I didn't do enough of a diagnostic form, or why don't I try my subconscious therapy that I do? And my answer is that I just have enough experience that I trust myself when something is so clear to me, and I, we both agree that I'm not going to continue on the case. I didn't charge that client for their money for that, that, that time, and I right away called the therapist. I... Now, I'm not telling you to take it. All I'm saying is that sometimes we need whatever Hashem puts out there. Just for you to be aware, vitamins, I'm a huge believer in vitamins. They have the fish oils, which are great. They've got St. John's wort, which is great for, let's say, depression. It sounds like a little bit of melancholy that you're having. I don't know what else is there. I don't want to make recommendations. of I really don't know much about vitamins. I just know the common ones that clients are coming and taking, and they tell me sometimes it works. On the other hand, all I'm telling you is that if you're going to therapy, either try another therapist or add on another therapist, but you've got to move on in life. Do whatever is needed, but get the job done. How would you like to feel happy, alive, smile again, relax? Yeah, I'll tell you, Rav Nissen, are you there? I don't know what to do. I want to, I want to ask Rav Nissen, because he's not a licensed professional, He's got, I call it Chachmas Achayim, he's got a lot of wisdom. I wonder what he says to my idea, because sometimes I get flack from people for recommending medication on the air when I say it's, it's an option. And many times I get from people telling me they, they can't believe that I'm not stronger, and why am I apologizing for that? But I wonder what, what, what is being said over here. Aravnissa, what do you say to this? I tell you the truth, I was involved here with the phone, other phone call, so I just, I didn't wow. hear the question, so I'm sorry. Okay. Just, this girl is calling in from England, and basically she's going to therapy, but she has a lot of like inner issues that are still very uncomfortable. I didn't even get your age. I don't know if you want to share your age, because you know our system with saying ages. Let's not go to your age. But whatever it is, there is issues going on. There were issues from her past, 
and she's not moving on. She's at a difficulty, like she can share her negative stuff easily, but positive stuff, be comfortable with herself, she's not comfortable. And what I recommend I'm, it is... I'm, I'm more comfortable about it, you know. About your negatives. Yeah, it's working a little. Mm. Therapy mm. is working a little. However, she's not comfortable. It, it's not moving anywhere to the levels where she's able to date and get married. So what I recommended was several things. Number one, maybe, take, maybe change therapist. Number two, speak to the therapist about adding on another therapist. Maybe she needs two therapists or a life coach pushing you. Another thing I recommended is vitamins. Then I recommended maybe even medication if she's stuck there. She says, right away, medication is not an option. And I was just saying, I'm not pushing medication, but if someone needs it, if we want to get your life moving, don't take off any chips from the table. Don't take off any options. My therapist doesn't think it's a good idea. Okay, that's a whole Um, different subject. But let's just talk about this thing. Rav Nissen, do you think, because you're someone that's not quote-unquote licensed, do you think medication is this huge avera that sometimes people go, oh, no, don't go there? You see, for me, a person going four or five years to therapy, and when their shaduchim ages, and you and I both know in our system, shaduchim ages are, let's say, the best is, let's say, from 19 for a girl, let's say, from 19 to 25, 26. Now, I'm not saying they can't get married later. All I'm saying is that you're having a bigger pool then. If I know if I work with someone, it could take four years of therapy, five years of therapy, or we could do it in one year together with medication, I'll tell the person, move on in life. My recommendation would be do both. And then that, that's my Here's what I want to hear. What's your thoughts? Do you think I'm completely off? And I'm completely you know, willing to submit, uh, at least I want to hear your opinion. Look, you, you know me that I'm very, very against uh, any medication. But, I know that. But, that's why I'm asking but, you. I know but, your opinion. But okay, what do you but, say? But I, said, I yeah. said like this, that many times in order just to push up, you know, to get out from the mud, as we call it, you have to yeah. put four by four, you know, put yeah. extra, extra boost. And if it's help, you know, I know that a lot of my friends and a lot of uh, Shiduchim, sometimes before the Shidu, before the date or something like this, they take a small, you know, volume, something to calm them yeah. down, even even some small schnapps, just to let them a little bit relax. And then f- furthermore, it's you don't need it. It's a break the ice. So many times, you know, you can use, the, again, uh, you're not going to use the medication as a, as an unauthorized or something like this, but it could be that it will help you to just get out from the mud and pull yourself uh, forward a little bit faster than, than ordinary. And definitely I would look to another helping, you know, a second opinion with, with, uh, with another therapist. Because right. if it doesn't work so, so well and that you don't see any results, I think this is a waste of Why time. Yeah, she's seeing results, but slowly. And I just feel that in our I've system, been doing it for it's like, like you're saying, like you're not being read Shaduchim. You know, it, there's like there's a lot of things. No, it's like not we the gotta, point. I am, I am, but it, I am, I am, but it's just. Yeah. I mean, like like any other girl, it's just okay. like nobody really. It's slower, them. right? And what's like, needed is to get really Shaduchim. Unfortunately, not. today, for girls, is you need to be very proactive. Of course, everything is from Hashem. I see right and left, Shaduchim, everything is from Hashem. It's amazing. However, we still need to do our Hishtadlis. And I hear from Rabbanim right and left. I hear from Moshe Meruweis, who we had from Rabbi David Goldwasser, so all saying, today a girl needing to call the Shadchanim, call the friends, call the friends of the family. This is called Hishtadlis today. So it's not from me. This is from the Rabbanim and Flatbush, let's say. 
Right, but I would do that. But if I'm not ready, is there point doing that? That's my point. That's so my point is your job is you got to get ready. Now, if you're going to the therapist and it's moving fine. slowly, what can we do to speed up the process? And that's why I made the recommendation of vitamins. Maybe go to two, maybe take a different type of therapist, do a behavioral therapist. I recommend many times people, I do more subconscious, and we might need more behavioral therapist. Behavioral means tachlis. I'm doing psychodynamic. So psychodynamic is a slow process. I do psychodynamic. I'm a very big believer in psychodynamic. But when right, we she, got, she agrees uh, it's slow, but it will work in the end. There's a saying in America over here, the surgery was a success, but the patient died. <laughs> mm. It's working, but if we need more help, if there is a timeline when things have to get done, we need to start cheating. It means we need to speed up the process. Try vitamins. Does your therapist believe in vitamins? I believe in vitamins. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't, then what? I think she just believes in her own thing, by what she does at the moment. Here you go. Here you're triggering me, and I don't like talking about other therapists. Sorry. I don't believe a therapist has a right to believe in their, their own opinion. Their own opinion is the only opinion. I asked her, mm-hmm. and I asked, I'm working with you. I believe every therapist got to go, need to base themselves in, in, their, in, in the massive in each case. I just took yesterday and today a couples counseling course called Collaborative Therapy. And it's amazing of the interesting system. Basically, this marriage counseling system is the therapist literally gets involved, and it's amazing how it is. And a lot of the therapists there did like it, didn't like it, and we taught it. So we, they flew, and we're about probably 40 to 50 from therapists, so they're able to bring in the person that made this therapy, Dr. Dan Weil. And it's amazing to see the system. However, I could see I can use this system for certain clients. I can't use this for everyone. In fact, my system is the exact opposite way how I work with people. But it's not my system what I believe. It's what does the case need. And that's what this guy was so humble. This person's in his 70s, and they say, you know, why don't you do this? And he goes, oh, if someone's got that, I refer them to someone else. I will just focus on this component. For someone to say, I don't believe in this and that and that, that I don't believe that is a therapist's right to do. They could tell you, I don't believe, but you might need more help. Or I can't do this. Or maybe we get a second opinion. I've sent people many times I make the recommendation for a second opinion. Harabnissa, right, what do I you mean, say? I mean, she's already the second person I'm going to, and it's helping more than the first. What did so the what first person say? To do? So how long were you by the first Sorry, the person? Second person. The first person um, was like, I don't know, like a year, over a year. And the second person has been like about seven months. And it's just like taking time for me to build trust because I find it hard to trust, etc. So all this, when I say I'm going to change, is going to like say it's about my trust that I can't trust also. I would... I, I Yeah, I, I have my thoughts on the matter, but... Yeah, I think we're just going to have to tell you, I, I believe in cheating a little. Whatever the cheating is. <laughs> but then all the boys are going to say no. If, if I, Forget if I about that. others. I'm not into now others. Now we're talking about making you happy, lively, and that is the point. Now, if so you need to tell up. someone you're on medication or you're on vitamins, that's a whole different subject, a whole different subject in our system. I'm not even going into that slippery sliding slope. Let's look at it differently. I would like to hear from you and from my clients that they're alive. 
they're invigorated. Mm-hmm. There's an excitement. They're thanking the Rabbeinu Shalom. They're saying, they're saying, thank you for today waking up. Doesn't mean you'll have it every day. I, I, I certainly don't have that every day. And sometimes they go, it's really only Monday today? But there's got to be that life. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you felt great? When was the last time you smiled? Smile. I'm not talking about a smirk. I'm talking no, about I do. A, I'm, I don't go around depressed the whole time. Sometimes I'm depressed, but I'm not like, like I, you know, like today, like I, like I, you know, my job, I was happy some of the time. I got to tell you, you don't sound convincing. <laughs> Listen, does she sound convincing to you? Maybe uh, it's late uh, maybe, maybe it's uh, England, England time, so it's uh, exactly. late. And, I said that. But, right. uh, I, uh, I but, probably say 20, 20 minutes before the program tonight, I was exhausted. The minute... Like, you know, it's showtime, it just, the energy kicks in, adrenaline. It's so not, I could understand that. I want to tell you that uh, my, my, my trick to, the, to, to that, to tell her that, look at the mirror, say, thank you, God. Thank you. Doda Abba. I have, I have eyes, I have face, I have everything, you know, just thank, you know, just practice. And you can say it loud, loud and clear and, and give a smile to yourself. Stick a big smile and feel good about it. And you see that it's working. It's the dyna- dynamic is working. You know, you can stand yeah. to sit, stand, uh, stand in a front of somebody and talk to him and try to. I, I don't, uh, I don't say nothing wrong about it. But you have to work yourself. Do your own, your yeah. own homework. You do your own homework. You know, if you see something good that happened to you, write it down. Just say that I am today. Something else. Some somebody tell me good words. I I breathing. I can move my finger. I I eat something that I like. You know, and you feel much better. You give to yourself even just shalolishma balishma. Just you know what? Feel good. Try to to look at them. Give you a smile. Smile to yourself. Smile at the world. It's not so dark place. It's a very with a beautiful marble. You know, gr- uh, blue marble as we said. Yes, in I know that in England it's a little bit, uh, you know, foggy, but Take out the fog and just look the sun. I agree. Mm-hmm. Have this, yeah. I'm feeling better with hearing that. <laughs> All right. So let me just okay, get. What was your question then? then? Could you get married? So, like, like you're, you're, you, you said quite a lot of times on your show that if people get married when they're, you know, when they're not ready, then it's going to end in divorce. So and like, I don't know. Like I don't know whether I should be looking or not. And so here's I mean, where I, I almost feel trapped by my own words. <laughs> How can I say that without knowing your case when I would be cheating with some systems? I would have tried vitamins. I would have sent you to already a nutritionist. If you don't want medication, no problem. I wouldn't even shot the medication first. I would be cheating systems. I would be getting you someone to speak to you every day, a coach at least in the morning. You know, pump it up. Uh, take some Jewish music that you like and blast. I mean, I would be working on things not just one system, because, again, it depends on the age. If someone is 13 years old or 14 years old, I might be able to do the slower psychodynamic process. Someone's married, they already have their children, they're just looking for inner exploration is a different level. But if someone, let's say, is married, and now they have to go to, to get a job, and they're afraid to go on interviews, then I need to cheat. If someone's in shaduchim stages, and the, it's just... And easier to get a shidduch when you're younger, when there's more out there, and whatever names or whatever people start developing, there are times when you need to cheat. 
they're crisis times. And so to me, Shaduchim age is a crisis time. You know, and so all I will tell you is keep on growing. Just know, use all the tools, just keep on growing. Keep up the process. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Mordechai, yes. I'm just sorry that I'm in, involved. You know, I, did the, you, you learn to swim? Yes. You, you know how to swim? You know, that, it seems like she's scared about what will be. And, uh, you know, if she will marry, that she will be ready. You know, life, it's like, like you, you throw yourself in the ocean. And we, right. don't, we don't know what will be tomorrow. Do you think I know what will be in the next minute? Could be I drop exactly. dead in the chair here? But exactly. I believe that Kadosh Baruch Hu is running the show. It's not me and not my scares. You know, just you have to believe that. I agree. Thank you. I even missed that. I even missed that point. I was so busy with the therapist and her inner growth and sounding to me a little locked that you're right. And for you, the idea might be, like the behavioral therapist, just get engaged. You'll see how well you'll manage. Every time you fall into a position, you might see that you're powerful. And maybe your solution mm-hmm. is just get engaged. <laughs> Do you and know, our I don't know if you know, there's someone the by the Kaisal. What? Sorry, what other ways are there to cheat? I just wanted to ask you. Vitamins, medication, taking a behavioral therapist, someone that's going to pump you up. Maybe exposure therapy. What? Is that the same as CBT? No, very different. CBT, no, this is coaching. This is like a life coach. A life coach is someone Mm -hmm. that's going to be telling you just do it. The beauty of that, I like, one of the things I like of life coaching is they're not therapists, that we weren't, they weren't brainwashed in our brain of a process. Just like I'm thinking about processing her. If Nissen said just swim, go into it, that's so not a therapist's head for that. It's great, he's right. Sometimes you need a different brain. Life coaches aren't licensed people trained through the system. They make huge mistakes many times, and many times they're so highly successful because they think out of that. Maybe you need to swim. Maybe you just need someone to do exposure therapy, like just drop you. What are your fears? And just go ahead and do every one of them. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, like, put your head in a pillow and just screech your lungs out, let it all out? Have you ever, like, let go you might need some of that stuff. So there's so much out there. I don't even know where to start. I just want to know that in your okay. day, it's They're not just that you're no, happy. But... There's life. Let's start thinking about right. excitement. Okay, but then to do it being sociable, like, your thing goes together. All right. This is, I feel there are more questions I need to ask you, and they're all private, and it's not appropriate for public. I would Can just I call you t- at your office just for five minutes? <laughs> it's not five minutes. When I get that question, when I get that, we're talking about 45 minutes and more and more and more. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. I, would pay, I would pay you, like, over the phone. Yeah. Can I speak to Nissan? Ah, uh, Nissan, do you want to speak to her a little? <laughs> I'm a contractor. I'm not a therapist. And I'm, just, I'm just running behind the, you know, I'm the technician here. And Baruch Hashem, I really wish that uh, we can, you know, the, the Midnight Rabbi is really, is all of us. I think you can help your friend and your friend can help you and just be a little bit, as we say, swim, a little bit swim. Look at yourself on a positive side. And I'm telling you, you can, as Mordechai say, scream, I love you. I love you, God, I love you. Thank you for everything that you gave me 
And you see that they the, the, change the glasses to a pink glasses. See the, see the world not in a dark side, see the, the light side. And then you see that everything will open to you. Everything will open to you, whatever you want. And don't be afraid because he is with us all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to the next call. I'm just going to address Thank one you. of the messages that you sent to Thank me. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Weimerger, with all due respect, when smart parents see their young married kids suffer, sometimes it's important to pull their kids out of an abusive marriages. Sometimes children may not be aware of their own suffering. Wow. Now, this is controversial. That's, why I send, that's what I sent you this. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you something. Do you think your kid is old enough to get married? then don't you think your kid is old enough to learn the lessons that need to be now? You're allowed to encourage them. You're allowed to be their backbone. We're not expecting kids everything, but let's not call them kids. They're 19, 20, 21, 24, 25. You pull them out without teaching them the lessons how to ask for help, without saying, I need now help in this. You don't teach them to ask for help or to say, I'm ready to leave now, and we're continuing to cripple our children. Over and over, I discussed a couple of articles I read several months ago. They had on the, uh, on the news that today's 30s are the old-time 20s. What that means is that 30 years ago, when you were 20, you went out on your own, you left your parents' house, you went to college while you supported yourself, and you're an individual. Today, the 30s is when they're doing this. What that means is a kid graduates at 25, 26, they move back to their parents because they can't afford. They're not working yet. They're still with the entitled generation, and they're not moving. When are we going to let our kids become adults? So let me tell you, I would say most of the cases, I would even say 95% of the cases, I will not tell parents to pull the parents out, I'll not to pull their kids out the way I said it. They, could, they should only do it. They could tell their children, I'm here for you. You want help? Ask the words. You need to say the words, please, I want to come home, and I will be there right away with the car, and we'll do everything. But you need to ask for it. That 5% is yes, when the children are such victims for years in those marriages. However, however, why did the kids get into that relationship? If there was a healthy family structure, if there are healthy parents that recognize the children's issues while they're growing up during the teenage years, they would be able to empower the children to learn how to ask for help again. So there's always that 5% where the parents are healthy, the kid is healthy, or the married person is healthy, and there are circumstances, where the kid needs to be removed. Other than that, in my belief, 95%, you need to let the person be strong enough to do that. When are we finally going to let our kids become the adults? Harav Nissen, what do you say to that? I think that, uh, look, you you not you don't have any uh, now married uh, kids yet, you know, yeah. but Hashem soon. Yes. And I have a married kids, and I'm telling you, and it's starting from the Shiduchim up to the to uh, now, and when, uh, what we see, and as a as a, a parent, many times we see things that we maybe we don't used to see it, you know, in between couples. Yeah. The the trick here to close the mouth. Look at this. No, I'm telling you, it's, this is the this is most important lesson to any parent. 
because yeah. uh, it's you can destroy the life you can destroy listen, families whoever sent us that message is going to send you that next message a little tough <laughs> <laughs> you know that's it it's really it's really can destroy uh marriages destroy life i have so many st- horror stories that parents get involved with the kids and sometimes i i, I know the story that uh A lady called their parents and said, "Oh how she's miserable, how she's miserable, and you know all these things and then one day the parents went over, took the girl uh and brought her to home, and they said, "Mom, Dad, what do you want i I love the boy, I love him, I love him, you know just but I was yeah. a little bit complaining, you know this the distance you know they they used to live uh far away from the parents, so so just just find herself in in a place." That they can be complainer but yeah. uh you know this is this is not fair to any any couple that the parents get involved unless you really really something very criminal act open over there yes yes I agree all right Ernison who's next on the line okay so next on line is you did you did you're with Mordechai and Nissen hi thank you for taking my call um I have two questions First of all, um, <clears throat> I thought I know what this meant, but I'm not really sure. What does enmeshment mean? Okay, enmeshment, good. What is the second question? On a different topic. So, okay, go ahead. Let me hear the second one. This way we'll... Okay. Um, I work privately. I do private um, tutoring, and mm-hmm. I hear on your phone line um, very often, I'm like, I agree with what you're saying, but I want to know how I could get that feedback. of like I notice a lot of times when you talk about where clients like sometimes go longer to open up or take shorter or quicker or and you basically always put it onto them, and I find mm-hmm. very often that I'm taking the responsibility onto myself of how quick things are moving or like going from three times to two times a week or and like I'm taking the responsibility instead of saying like it's them that just needs more help. You got it. So your first question, as it was with Yosef Atzadik, the first one answers the second one, the second one answers the first one. Let's, let's explain a meshment. A meshment means sort of like what the word means. We mesh together. Everything becomes one shalom. What happens if the therapist, if you complain to the therapist about your husband and the, the therapist starts acting like your father role? Oh, that's so bad. That's so mean. Starts getting, and then he calls up your husband. How could you do that to her? And then the therapist starts taking responsibility for the growth of the client. It is me. I am such a fantastic therapist. That's why this one is moving. And then when the person is not moving, oh, I'm such a failure. I'm the worst therapist in the world. I can't get it. going oh, it's so bad what am I I'm just I'm just terrible a mesh is when we get too involved too many roles get blurred and we become one with the client and unfortunately sometimes it happens with parents and children even when the kids are married when the kids become teenagers where the parents need to let go a little notice the words little because I get so many calls out of this and if you would know you said parents got to let go completely there's a balance But there's a level where parents have to let go more and more as the kids are teenagers and as they're married to let go more and more and to still be there as the parent role. So basically a parent is a punching bag at all stages. You let go, eh, you weren't there for me. They're there, you're controlling. And the balance is what's needed. So when we go really into the therapy... The question therapy on the next pro- one was really asking... The, the question on the next one I was really asking regarding to, 
like between parents and children, and then the like I was looking at it as two separate things. Oh, I see it as one. I see emotionless parents and children, and the way you're being with your students is also enmeshed. You're enmeshed in their success. You're enmeshed in their role, in their life. And yet if you're too distant, then you can't be the tutor, you can't be the therapist. That is one of the biggest struggles that therapists have to work on. I've had some clients where I had to remove myself from the case because I said, I'm not anymore your therapist. We've been working long enough that I, I don't have that distance, that little distance or that distance that's needed in the healthy process of a therapist distance. And if I get caught up in their successes or in their downs, then I'm not from that objective view. So being a therapist is a very tricky role. And if we have so a really difficulty... So really means that putting the responsibility onto them instead of yourself? Ah, uh, but you can't just do that. Because if you just, everything is their responsibility, then they're going to feel you're distant, you're cold, and that's what happens to many therapists when they almost get burnt out or they're, they're, if they're not able to tune in, then they just get too distant, and then the people feel they could be great, they said everything right, but I just don't feel, I don't want to work with a person. It's a delicate tightrope. So then, really, what's, what's the balance, then? So that's where I could tell you social work, and I could tell you the psychology world, is where we have supervision. So I'm now supervising two people, and they've got to give me something called a process recording, means they need to write down, word for word, the part of the therapy that they did, and they got to write down what, mod what modality they used. But then here's where two components come in. they got to write about their feelings. How did they feel when a client said, oh, you should have been there for me? Or how do you feel when the client is falling down, like along those things? And I said, how was your day? And they responded, oh, it was a terrible day. And then there's a place where the, where the, where the student needs to write their feelings, and that's where the real supervision comes for specifically this issue that we call in the professional terms transference and counter-transference. Transference means when a student, not a student, let's say when a client will start sending, would view the therapist as a let's say, parent's role, or let's say, the, let's say your student that you're tutoring would start looking at you as the person that will be like, just to give them encouragement, you're doing so good, you're doing so good. And counter-transference is when the therapist starts actually role-playing in that role. You're so good, and now I can't say you're not doing good. That is what we spend the two years of master's being supervised, as well as three years in social work. It's three years post-graduating, in order to get the clinical license, so we call it like a licensed clinical social worker, it means you're going to have about 3,000 hours where you're supervised by someone else where that is a large focus of it, how the therapist does not get caught up in there. Because imagine if we help people all day dealing with depressions, anxiety, disorders, whatever they should be, and we're going to get caught up into those ups and downs. How many people do you think we'll be able to help? And how do you think our life will get affected? So on a more academic level, when, let's say, you study together for a test or you book them up towards it and then they either didn't do well or they're like, it's a night before a test and we must, you know, X, Y, Z, and, like, you're just feeling, okay, let's go down. And, you know, like that type of thing where they want to jump 10 steps ahead and you know they can't do it. Or... Balance. 
Hello? Yeah. I'm sorry, what was that? Balance, balance, balance. They got to study, they got to do well. How do you feel when the person you're studying does not do well on the test? Um, how do I feel? What do I say? How do you feel within? Um, it's hard. Say that again? It's hard. It's hard. That's where your supervision would come in. And that's where a mesh comes in. Okay. You got it. Okay. Thank you for Thank calling you. in. We got a wonderful message from someone. I wonder whichever area code this is. I think it might be from, it's definitely from Europe. And it's uh, one of the famous quotes, but it's beautiful. Life is not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about dancing in the rain. That's great, yeah. you know. It's great, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Hi, Rav Nissen. Who else do we have on the line? The number to call uh, to ask your question or comment is 718 683 5858. 5858. Yes, Rav Nissen. We have Shlomi. Shlomi, you're on the. Mordechai Anissen. Hi, Rav Nissen, actually. No, 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 my problem is oft stein in the free but the cement was gaslam spät aber ich sehe also viele schlaf ja acht schuhe mehr schlaf genug noch halt noch halt schwer aufzustehen so wohl ist man eitze sie können die kontrollen also will jetzt gerne schlafen und nicht werden verschmissen sachen und auch jetzt sie können aufstehen ich meine so schauen so the question is as follows. This is a person that has a hard time waking up in the morning. And part of the reason why it's hard for him to wake up in the morning is because he goes to sleep late at night. However, he finds that when he does go to sleep at night or when he does get the eight hours, it's still hard for him to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he wants tools. Yeah, this is Dan Shala? Yeah. Excellent. Let me tell you a secret, a question that I ask people all the time, and by saying this, I really want to give a little hakdama. Again, I just need to say it because I get many times comments that I am highly respecting the Koil system. I was in Koil, and I do have a dream one day to be able to go back to Koil a half a day or the way I'd like to do it. So what I'm going to give is a real-life example with a question, but just understand with my greatest respect to the Koil system. And my question is as follows. Why is it that I work with people that when they're in coil, they cannot get up before 9, 9.30, make the late minion, get to coil at 10.30, the rush coil is upset at them, wanting to hold back the coil check. But three weeks after they're working, and let it be in construction, and anyone that knows the construction field, they start at 6.30 already at the field, at the place. means if you're davening, you're davening you're there early. Your whole day is early. How is it? Now, I'm not saying one person or two people. I'm talking about people that could not get up for their life. The minute they're in the construction field or in the healthcare field, with many times in the hospitals, those that become nurses or doctors, they're doing rounds at, at 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning is normal. What changed? The same person couldn't get up for 10 years, and now they could. Mm-hmm. And the answer is, one of the components that I find is important in life, and that is the word must. So 
I will share with you a struggle that I have. I have this same issue on a large level. That means every day I need to be waiting for my bus traveling from Lakewood to Brooklyn at about 6.45 or 6.50. I need to be out of bed already at the bus stop. Yet a day like today where I took a course, so I was able to stay in Lakewood, getting out of bed, it took me a lot longer to get out of bed, and I made it to the Minion, but it was definitely not like the other days. How could that be? And the word is must. What must? So now let's take a step further. To me, it doesn't matter what time I go to sleep, and I see that in almost everyone. Harav Nissen, what about you? Did you go to sleep 4 o'clock in the morning sometimes, and then the next day you got to be at week, work at 6.30? It's mm-hmm. a Yeah, Slichus. Yeah, you got it. Harav Nissen, do you agree with this? It's no question. I would say call it is called responsibility. And I, right. I, I said like this many times. I Recently, I spoke in our shul about responsibility coming to the tefillah. And, uh, you know, if we had to go to a job and when we are punching the time clock, so we will be very careful to be on time and on the spot because otherwise we will lose money or we lose this, this job's uh, place, right? Yeah. But when it's coming to a shul, coming to a something else, that it's it's look like not so important, and that's the most important. We are let it go. We don't we don't have the responsibility. Okay, you can wait another another minute, another five minutes, and then it's and then you you dragging it and dragging it. This is here only the word self responsibility. That's what I see it. I would uh, uh, I would life like this, you know, and. Yeah. I, I can go to sleep 4 o'clock and get up 4.30 4 because I know that this is what I have to do. That's right. So the concept that I would like to share with you, the answer that I find is that I try to put anchors, as I call it, musts that I need to do that I should then make it. Like, if we know we have four minyanim to make, so you want to make the first one, but okay, you'll make the second one, then the third one. If you know it's either the first minion or no minion then you will make it for that first minion. You might miss it once, you might come late once, but no matter what, you only stay to that minion. You will find that you will then bear to Shem be there. Yeah. We need to start creating those musts, just like in many business worlds it is. And that's why when I have people coming to me and telling me, oh, I want to be in real estate, or I want to be in the stock market, or I want to be in life insurance, or I want to be in, in, in any business that doesn't take a time frame where there are people for you, I tell them, guys, you will not be successful. Those businesses I find are for someone that's 10 years working, now they can be in sales. Because the hardest part about sales is when you don't have a must, you don't have to punch in. It's very hard, and human nature is not that way, is not to punch in or not to be there on time. That's why there are deadlines. You ever speak to people in college, when are they always finishing their papers? The night before. You're speaking to someone, a lawyer's got to draft up an entire paper. They're up the night before to the wee hours. The Rabbi Shalom created in Teva, deadlines work for us. That's what we need. There's a Rosh Hashanah, there's a Yom Kippur, there's an Elo to prepare. At Elo is one we hope we start waking up. Yeah. So, my good friend is, start creating musts in the morning. And when you make the must, you will see a big change that doesn't matter what time you go to sleep. So I am not a big believer in what time you go to sleep will affect when you wake up. I'm a believer in the must and the self-responsibility. Yeah. 
All right. But then I see that I'm tired the whole day. It's also stuff of Welcome to the world. Haha. <laughs> if you know how many times I'm tired during the day, I was tired 20 minutes before this program. I really did not know how I'll have the kaya. <laughs> Welcome to the business world. You have to be there. Be the 10 minutes early. You'll see how easy it is. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Can I add something? You know. Please the, go ahead. And uh, the title, the, the small title of uh, normally Melech, they said if yeah, you do it a four, cotton, yes. yeah, if you do it a forty days in a row, it will change your teva. Yeah. And try to get upon yourself that every day get up early and you know before you sleep. Make you time in your brain. It says 20 times. I will up at 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock. And you see that even without alarm clock, you will get up and you do it, you know, and you can do it. It's no question. Yeah. Yes. So, in fact, to validate what Rav Nissen is saying, I was up today at about 6.15 to 6.30 when my alarm normally rings, even though it didn't ring. I just didn't get out of bed till later because I didn't have to. Yeah. But he's right. It's in the... Teva, that no, comes no, no, no. in over there. I would like to read a message that we got over here. So thank you, Rav Shlema, for calling in. Hatzlach and Siyata Dishmaya. Hatzlach Weimberger, I just heard the girl calling in from London. My heart almost came down. I was in the same exact situation two years ago, and I wanted to tell her there is a way. I struggled a lot, but in the end, I came out alive. Baruch Hashem, married and having a life, and in capital, full of life, Baruch Hashem. Just buckle up and go see a therapist that you really like and trust, and you will get to the top. You can be the happiest person ever with you can be the happiest person ever with some great tools and exclamation marks. Just go out and find advice from anyone you can. And to you, Mr. Weinberger, my Hakarza Toif to you is incredible. Again, in huge and incredible and bold and in exclamation marks. You were one of the people who made my life the sweetest, exclamation marks again, only by listening over and over to your phone line. I am literally Makana your Olam Haba. Keep it up. Thanks, tons. And that's really it. I, when I say cheat, I mean speak to whoever you can. Get the chizik. Just keep the process of going. You might find that you don't have to be ready for marriage, as Arav Nissen said. Just jump in. Keep on dating, and we'll see what happens. Keep on asking. I would even, you know... There's so much to that question. We'll move on. Harav Nissen, who else is on the phone? Razy, Razy. Razy, you're on here with Mordechai and Nissen. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hi. I would like to, first of all, thank you with the hearty Mazel Tov in okay. honor of the birth of your new darling daughter. Thank you. She is adorable, Kanai Nahara. I'm sure. How ugly could these little ones be, right? Exactly. And they, they sort of, it's amazing how the Bershom gives them this innocence that they could be driving you nuts at night, and you just love them. <laughs> <laughs> I believe yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a person who I know very well, and she is a pro at criticizing me. Yeah. 
she will do it over and over again. And how much I try to stick up for my rights, she always tells me, well, I'm honest, so, well, you, ha- you got to believe me. And the problem is, is that this person is me, myself, and I. And I just, like, I can't stop this negative, this negative, uh, you know, this negativity from going over and over again. How much I sometimes scream, hush, be quiet. But, you know, I always feel like saying, okay, I'm honest. Well, what should I do? Listen, Hashem didn't create, create you the way you like it. And Hashem created you. I don't even like to say it so loud and clear, all those negative thoughts that keep on running into my mind? Yep. Now, for this question, I always like taking a step back, and we're not blaming, we're just going to clarify. To be such an expert in beating yourself up, which one of your parents are major perfectionists? Not that they ever told you a word, but which one of the parents always are busy correcting themselves, I should have done it better, it could have been better? I understood that you would ask that, and I was, like, trying to think of my parents, but I wouldn't say so. And then I think to myself, well, they have nothing to be criticized about. I have so much to, like, I always feel like I know it's not the right thing to think, but I always feel, what should I do, Hashem? Why did you create such an imperfect person? Like, come on, why can't you be, have a little more taste, you know? Let me ask you something. Have you ever seen a two-year-old baby and say, my eyes aren't blue, so I'm disappointed? Have you ever seen a three-year-old kid go around busy saying, oh, my pinky isn't the way I like it, my hair isn't blonde, and my hair isn't, isn't black, my hips are too big, my stomach is too short, my this or my that? Do you ever see two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds do that? I've no, never, I didn't. I've heard kids say when they want more, never criticizing themselves. They're always right. Um, the human brain you know, when I'm not... thinking about that, mm-hmm. my son, my six-and-a-half-year-old son. Now, I, I didn't say six. I said four. Uh, I know. I'm just saying. He, yeah. is, he is very much my nature. Like, yeah. I just see it over and over. And I think... Well, Hashem, what are you, like, trying to tell me? You're trying to Very show clearly, me that there are our other children. people like who be like that and you still love them? I would like you to take a step back. Your son at four, was he criticizing himself? No. Exactly. So let's stop there. The human brain was not created to be negative. The human brain was created, the Rishlam created us, Yasha, peaceful, happy. And when we have a lack, we ask for it. We cry. We then have distorted, the revelation has given us a matonot for a called introspection where we can see how we can grow. And if we are taught, if we are in an environment that is telling us to do things better and not comfortable, which I call perfectionist, the number one diagnosis in the from world, and this is going about Swedish, Litvish, and the Sephardi world, the number one diagnosis so far that I have seen as perfectionist, that does cause all of this. And, and if I see that, except for the basically most people are, are more perfect, but if I see, 
like Wait, I really, you, you really, really again? See... Basically, most people are perfect. What? Did you say basically most people are perfect? No, I didn't say that. I'm saying that most people um, criticize themselves for this, for this little thing, that little oh, thing. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's not make your issue most people. <laughs> most people have their issues. <laughs> uh, I understand exactly what you're trying to say. I feel what people, what, what, when, we, when people have an issue, they try to normalize and say everyone has got it. Therefore, it's acceptable to have this. Let's not normalize the issue. It's called perfectionist, a huge negative self-talk. And I would say that is from the biggest, the worst diagnosis out there. I don't mean worse as entire. What I mean is it can have such negative effects because it takes away our entire happiness. We could have Tyra and be disappointed. We could have Avoida and be disappointed. We have and not feel anything. We can have Shalom Bias and not appreciate it. We can have wonderful children and not appreciate that. We can have the Rebbeinu give us health and not appreciating that. I would say your issue of, ne- of a negative self-talk, beating yourself up, is from the greatest prisons out there. You're given everything and you can't enjoy any of it. But like, what kind of thing? What could I like start telling myself? I first, before we go there, I want you to identify how you're teaching it to your six-year-old son, and which one of your parents taught it to you. Let's first recognize the ichus. You can't change it within yourself if you don't understand how it happened. If the issue happened, let's just take an example, that your father is a major perfectionist in his own life, and when he learns or when he does something, when he makes kiddish, everyone's got to be standing exactly or ready, or he's upset at himself if he has to bring in Parnassa and he didn't have the exact money, he goes, oh, and all that stuff. And you speak to your father three, four times a day, just for an example, and his negative voices within himself or your head's going, should I call my father? Should I? Like you're just thinking about him, and it reinforces that negative view. Now, Hashem, we're not here blaming parents. We're just helping you identify. Then the point isn't first working on yourself. We first need to realize the whole pattern. We first need to evaluate. Imagine you want to go to a war, and you're only focusing on one building instead of looking, hey, there's an entire complex over here where we can be attacked if we enter this building all over. You first got to recognize the map. You first have to map it out. One of the steps that we do in therapy, which I try to limit to one session, max two, but in classic therapy, it's three to four sessions just doing an assessment for exactly that purpose, saying that we need an average of three to three and a half hours to see the story before we do the treatment so we understand what the problem is. You want an answer like this to something that is going on for many, many years in your life. Chances are it's generational. And you're not even aware of the complete problem. Perfectionist is not that simple to change. So I've got several programs on that where I discuss that for hours. Willing to make mistakes, lessons we can learn from presidential election, um, how to, how to, uh, um, just thinking, there are like several of them. I can think of about five, six programs that are all dealing with that subject. And those are our discussions. The short version, I wouldn't even want to give you the short version because I feel you have it so strong that giving you a short little tip isn't healthy right now. But you know what? I'll give you the tip because I get messages from people. They say, oh, they heard I mentioned this, and then they can use that. 
I'm going to give you my first classical tip. Classical tip that I always recommend is have a list of 10 to 20 of your positives and say it out loud, even if you'll have the but right after, but say it strong. So it can't be like, oh, I am confident. It can't be with a question. It's got to be with a confident tone. I am confident with an assertive exclamation mark. I have friends, or I like connecting to people. I enjoy food. Things of strengths about yourself that you might like. I can speak publicly. I can connect to people. I understand if something has to happen. I can make a plan. I can clean the house. Don't tell me everyone does it. It's not important if everyone does it. It's that you can also do it. You go out every day. These are positives that we take for granted until Hasashal we can't. Sometimes I would like to, you know, whenever I want to think of it, I think um, I have to think positive. And I just like, I wish I, you could give me like a list of, let's say, 50 um, positives, and I could choose a few of them. Because let's say now I can't think of a single one. Maybe I don't even know the terminology of positive, you know, remarks. So let's, let's be clear. Here is where I use the example all the time that this program is for awareness. You're now discussing therapy. Do you know what therapy is? Therapy is when it's one-on-one. So either you can get some of the books from Zelik Pliskin, and he has many of those books about how to build your confidence, and I would recommend uh, Dr. Abraham Tversky has got fantastic books about that as well. Dr. Tversky has said many times, I think he even said on our program when he was with us in the studio that he said he's written about 70 books about confidence because he felt that was his issue. He says he wrote about 70 different books about confidence. Now, I've read several of his books, and I can tell you that's not true. There are 70 fantastic different books. There's a large component of them about confidence. I think he has one of them, 10 Steps to Self-Esteem. Uh, I've read that one, which is a great book. There are so many fantastic books out there. However, I hate promoting therapists, but in your case, with the way it's ingrained and stuck, I will not just recommend a self-help book. I'd recommend even a life coach, even a friend. If Harav Nissen wasn't in construction, I would schlep him into therapy process and doing life coaching. I feel he can do that. I feel uh-huh. he's got a lot of chasmus for that. I feel you need someone to sit down to write it down with you, and that's what we do. We brainstorm together in therapy. I don't have a list of positives that I give people. Together we work it out. I can personally help different lists. Someone's very good nature, so we start going, you care about others. That's a strength. You feel for someone. When they're happy, you're, you forgive them. These are all strengths, but it's, we need to individualize it to the person. So my recommendation is you have, Baruch Hashem, might be giving you so much, and negative self-talk can knock it all away. Every time you do something good, and notice where I'm going to use every time, when you try something, there's going to be a negative voice somewhere in there taking it away, bashing it. In fact, if you've listened to the beginning of the program, I was said that I taking now, I've just taken a two-day workshop. So it was interesting the way part of the workshop, what this top psychologist, he's been called by several of the marriage counselors of the top one saying he's the number one marriage counselor like of the generation. Interesting to get such a title from someone. But it was cute the way he's extremely humble. But one of the exercises that he did was he had a skit. And he had him as the therapist and two people, the adversary, one being the rational mind, giving him chizik as he's working on the couple, and one knocking him. 
And as he's telling the person, like the husband and the wife are having a disagreement, the negative one goes, you couldn't think of something better to say? And he goes, that's really what I'm thinking. And it's planned out, so it's a skit where they're really reading it. But you see the way even people with a lot of experience has a lot of negative self-talk going on with a rational mind and fighting it, saying, come on, don't you see how it's moving along the path? You've got to give it time. We all go through that battle, but when you can do inner work or when you can start building up positives, when you can start quieting, when you can start hearing who's that voice in the background, I do that with my clients in therapy. When you hear that negative voice, who's that voice? Don't tell me it's you. It's never you. I should say, when I say never, I'm talking about 95%, it's not you. It's a parent, it's a friend, it's a grandparent, it's an uncle, it's a cousin, it's a teacher, it's someone. Someone had to create that negative voice within your head that's creating that self-doubt. If you don't know where it's coming from, you don't know how to change it. If you don't know what mistakes you've done and why they're attacking you, it's hard to change it. It's all important. That's why the assessment stage is very important. Thank you, Rachel. What? No, I was going to go to the next caller. The problem is when I go to my psychologist and she talks, you know, when I go to her, that's when my mind suddenly starts, like, running the right way. Okay, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And because, like, that's when it's like... I, because I keep on, like, telling her the negatives and the way she, like, tries to undo the negatives. So sometimes I'm like, okay, okay, right, 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 it's bad. I know it's bad. It's terrible, Ugh, horrible. And then, and then, like, because I know that in my heart, I could, I still, like, in my heart, fine, okay, my, my mind Just says. Hold on a second, the number, I'd like to tell people the number to call in is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. We've got a couple of, now I'd like to take some more callers, so just call in and we'll take your, your question. I hear your question. There's a lot going into what you just opened up an entirely new question that you've got a lot of negative talk when you're by the therapist's office, certain things happen, and after that. So we're, there's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be said about that, and I don't really want to go down. Like, it's just a separate question. So if you'd like, call in next week. All right? Okay. So Fine. your question is amazing because I want you to know, when I say the number one diagnosis, that means it is the, means from my experience most people are suffering from perfectionists, the thought, and not appreciating what they have. And it's you huge. call this perfectionist? Yes. The negative self-talk, so we think it could have been better, it should have been better. And the number to call in is 718-683-5858. All right? So call in okay. next week. and Thanks we can so much. And continue it, Merit Hashem. With the greatest of pleasures, and no, Merit Hashem, we can... You know, it's definitely workable. This is what I do. This is what therapists do all day, and many different systems work. We're going to okay. go to Sarah next. Sarah, you're on the air with Mordechai and Nissen. Hello? Yes, you're on. Uh, hi. Um, I didn't really prepare the question, but I have a question to ask. Go um, ahead. Let's have one... I am far from a perfectionist. I should say I've taught myself to be far from a perfectionist, so anything you got... Whichever way you do it, we'll work it out together. Okay. I wanted to ask about my daughter. She's above nine. I know you don't like to take kids under nine. I appreciate um, she's that. She's actually a teenager. Um, I was wondering about friends. How to go about, if she's having a hard time making friends, how I go about, where do I come into the picture to help her? 
like she doesn't really need my help, but I can see that she needs help. Okay, well, let's, let's take it a question on a different way. Where were you in the past? She always was okay with friends? Um, I don't think she never had a real, a real close friend, and I could see that she needs it. Um, I really didn't care till now, but I was seeing and hearing from her teacher that they can also tell that she would love to, she would, she doesn't feel secure in her friendship at all. Mm-hmm. And it's a prime time of meeting a real good friend, and I was wondering if I should step away or step in, and how I should Oh, we in. never step away. The question is just how we step in. No, it's in. a let it, roll. she has to let it happen by itself, or to, is there anything that I can do? So let me give you a couple of suggestions. Suggestion number one, first of all, I'm just going to give you some technical stuff before we go into the meat and potatoes over here. But on my website, winnerformula.com, I have over there the programs where you could download, and that was beautifully done. Um, they're also, I think we've hooked it up to the jradio.com, to their website, but it's definitely by mine. I just went online to check it out. The website where you can download the program, so it's program number... 18, which is Learn How to Connect to Anyone. That is an hour program, How to Connect to People. And then number 19 is Learning How to Make Best Friends, How to Really Go into the Friendship Level. And it might be very beneficial for you and for your daughter to listen to it. It can help out tremendous. So you'll just get a lot of concepts about that, plus the program two after that, because they're really all about that. Number 20, the one after that is the biggest mistakes in communication, but the one I would want to recommend to your daughter the way it sounds that kids have many times a fear with friends is number 21 about beginnings. And that's program number 21, that we're all in the beginning stages at so many times, and we need them comfortable with that. Now, let's go into your level. Your job as a parent is actually to make sure she's got friends, to make sure she can work it out, how she can have friends. It's highly important for that to happen. Right. So listen to those programs. Some of them are try to arrange for her to do exercise. You can speak to the teacher to have different friends. One of the ways you build friendship is simply by connection, by being around someone, having projects together. And many times the teachers can help cheat. That's what I call cheating. And you can, have, you can speak to the teacher or give them homework that so they have to do over Shabbos, let's say, or they have to go. And homework doesn't mean actual schoolwork. It could be helping the parents, having two girls get together with each week they help a different parent for whatever, either with the kids or going to an older age place. There are things that parents or teachers can do. Then they can many times do it. They have to do certain homeworks at night, review the times table when they're younger, when it's teenagers. Yeah, that, that, um, yeah, that she has, the projects she has, and she's doing fine with it. She's doing fine at school. She's not a girl that, she's, she's a girl that is a beloved girl, but somehow she herself, is making friends, I see that the friendship is not really her type, so that's why it's never really connecting, but she keeps on going back to it. Mm-hmm. And I asked her about it, she said she would love to make different friends, she can't find a different friend. So, it's not like she doesn't have, and she doesn't have the project, she does have that, and when she does it, she does it. Fully. to make best friends, the secret of making a best friend is one of those steps are, you got to want to be and be happy with yourself and be your own best friend. How much of right. a best friend would your daughter want to be with herself? And let's take well, it to you. How much I'm not her. Friend, yeah. Well, how about you? How much would you, if you can be with anyone in the world that you would love to be with yourself? I'm fine with that. Good. So if you can think about your vacation, wow, I got myself, I'm great. I'll be excited to go with myself somewhere. Is that what you would feel? Yeah. Great. Now that is what you'd like to start maybe talking to your daughter about a little. 
and tell but her. But if she doesn't want to open up about it, like if she would open up and come to me and really discuss it, it's one thing. But when she's like really not trying to touch it, she doesn't want me to touch it. That's why I want to know how to come in. That is the hardest question. I still have not really discovered the answer other than trying over and over and over, which means your question is now, how do you get a client that's coming to your office that doesn't want to be there and doesn't want to open up, how do you get them to open up? That is the area, one of the top areas where, unfortunately, I'm not that successful with because one of the main points that you need in order to be successful to help someone, at least in the therapy world, is they've got to ask for help. Right, but I, as a mother, I mean, she's my child, and that always is going to be... Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. We've seen to make a mistake. Do you think you, as the mother, you control her? Not at all, hey, but I want to know right, how, as a mother, not, I don't can. want her to answer me, how I can come in and help her. How can you help her if she doesn't want to be helped? She would love, I guess she would love to be helped in the back of her mind, but it's not I, like... I, let's not go, let's not assume what she wants. How do you help someone that's telling you, I don't want to be helped, I'm not opening up? That is a big question. <laughs> that, no, 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 it's not a big question. It's from the biggest, hardest questions out there. I need you to recognize you're not asking a simple question now. Now we've changed it from how do you make friends to how do you help a kid that's not opening up to me and doesn't even see it's a problem. And I'm sure deep down they know, but they won't admit it. That's a huge issue. That's not like a simple question. So how do I deal with that? Ah, thank you. Now we've clarified the question. So now I will tell you um, some of the secrets that we do in therapy. We actually discuss it with them, saying, do you realize it's an issue that you don't have friends or best friends? Would you like to have best friends? What are problems that are bothering you? Forget about friendship. Talk to me. What are things that are bothering you? Could be about the house. Could be about me. You open up. You have an open conversation. And that does not permit chutzpah. That does not permit being over on of aim to be bad. But it does let an open, honest dialogue Mm-hmm. So many that, times I have therapy, that and I can come in. Say that again. Once she opens up, then I can come in, like into yeah. the picture. Cool. I always feel like maybe a child should struggle on her own to get a friend, and maybe a mother should step in. I don't know the boundaries. That like, now is where you might need someone just to speak to. So here you go. Mm-hmm. So here's what you need: what we call in the therapy process, guidance. And that's where we have case conferences, and I go every week now for therapy on myself. I used to it once every two weeks. Now it's every week. And part of that is I also use it for supervision, where I got someone just reviewing, agreeing, critiquing me on, on a certain level. And when I need advice, I ask advice. So now you're, you're dealing with an issue that people find the hardest of all, therapists find it the hardest of all to deal with, how do you get someone to open up? And now you just might need someone on the outside just to discuss it with. So do you have a mm-hmm. sister, a cousin, someone, an aunt, a Rebbitson, someone that you're a parent that you feel comfortable with, that you can just say, hey, let's focus on it. What are we going to do here? How do we get her to open up? What's step one? What's step two? And mm-hmm. you do it. Then you follow up. It did work. It didn't work. Okay, so that's step one, and once I overcome step one, step one opens up, basically. That's right. So in the therapeutic process, making the connection is the most important point. Because from my experience, this is, again, all the professional literature, which means 
the therapeutic modality that we're going to use to help is always secondary to first having the therapeutic alliance, the connection. Once the connection is there, many methods work. If you don't have the connection, none of the methods will work. And therefore, when people send me teenagers especially, and right away talk about this, talk about it, they go, no, 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 stop that. That is what has not worked. You do that, I continue what has not worked so many times, will ruin the entire connection, will ruin the entire therapeutic alliance. Mm-hmm. So Therapy is an art. It's do. not about the words. It's not about I'll tell you do this and do that. It's not. It's about how connected are you. I'm going to leave the subject blank because it's not appropriate for ear, but there was a couple of therapists talking, and the therapist said, oh, in my sessions, I never go to certain topics. And I was telling the person, if you don't go to those topics, then how will you ever heal those topics? If you don't ask about it, how will you know if there's a problem? If we are afraid, if we are afraid to go to certain places, the client will be afraid to go there as well. If you're afraid to ask your daughter some questions, you're unsure, you just want everything to look good, but you're not ready to go, what is her problem? Now I've got to help her. Now I'm not saying you're not there. I'm not saying that that's you. I'm just saying we need to realize that we need guidance. We need, that, we need to feel safe to go to places. And when we're safe to go there, it can make a big difference. It can make a big change. And you need to I'm say that if I am anxious about something, she'll be anxious about the same thing. Very likely. Very mm-hmm. likely. I'm not saying for sure, very likely. She might have your husband's more genes, you know. We see that all the time. I'm a big believer in genetics as well. You see, I can see little kids. You can see from when they're born how they have certain natures. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, I am I'll a try huge to implement believer that. therapist. What? I'll try to implement that then. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. And call us with feedback. Tell us how it goes. Okay. Thank you. Okay, we have Mandy. We have uh, what they got like uh, eight minutes left, and the phone line is jammed. So, okay, let's go ahead. Let's go to Mandy. Let's try to take the questions. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can two minutes a question. <laughs> Mindy. Mendel, you're on the air with Mindy, 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 Mindy. Yeah, hi. Um, I just wanted to ask: the person suffers from anxiety, as in fears, and you know, afraid of things. Is it? Is it okay? Is it beneficial to try to work on it yourself if it's a if it's an issue? For example, if a family member is late once, and in in my mind the, the story is all you know a whole scary story in my mind. Is it, would it be beneficial for me to physically keep myself back from calling the other person to make sure that the person is okay, or am I just suppressing my problem? So you're asking if a certain tool that is used in the therapeutic process if that's good to help you. That is one right. of the tools that therapists use. But let me ask you this question. Can you do, Chas Shalom? can you be your own doctor? Can you listen to your heart? Can you do your own surgery, Chas Shalom, if needed? Mm-hmm. No. One of the ways Hashem has made the world is that we cannot help ourselves. To ourselves, we're blind. We need to have that objective view, and when it's us, our brain is distorted. means we're Nagea, and therefore we're... So I can be a great therapist, and I can have great tools, but really with my children, I will not have that distance, that balance that's needed. So I can help them a lot, but at a certain level, I won't be able to go deeper. You want to know if you have anxiety that you're going to help yourself without discussing with anyone, without really knowing the many tools, without knowing when you use certain tools. So therapists, if you would, 
If you think I treat every anxiety client the same, in session one is this, session two is that, session three is that, that's not correct. This client, I might assess, it's not even anxiety. They might be having some complete other issues. They might have difficulties making decisions. So you right, if I look at it as a triumph, for example, the person walks in right afterwards, and I feel like, like good to me, I didn't call, and the person is okay, then isn't that a triumph? Is it? Uh, is absolutely it not. No. Actually, it's actually a huge negative. You know what they say in the, in the gambling addiction? You know what is the worst thing that can ever happen to a gambler for them to succeed, for them to make money? It's uh-huh. best if the guy borrows money and loses it all. At least they know that's not. Chas v'shalom, unfortunately, when they borrow money and they made money, that's the danger. The problem with people that suffer from anxiety is that aren't going for help. Whatever help should be is they think they can help themselves. It continues for years, and every time they say, oh, it got better in this place, yeah, but it's getting so much worse in other areas. And then, Merz Hashem, Baruch Hashem, you should be zeichel, that the family should grow, and then you're going to have more anxieties in other areas. Yeah, but I succeeded in this one. Uh-huh. Anxiety is something that is workable, but you cannot do it on your own. Yes, you can help yourself if it's small. Yes, you can have work- workbooks that can help you out, but you can't have that... How many people do you know taught themselves how to read? I'm sure there were some. But that's the same thing. Anxiety is Does a real disorder. Does it depend how strong anxiety is? Or? To say that again? Does it depend how strong anxiety is? I give it to us for Let's issue, put it this way. You to... sound pretty adult to me. You don't sound like you're 12 years old. So how many years no. have you been having this anxiety? I don't know. Not this one. Anxiety... Yeah. Maybe since I started listening. Since you started listening to the program? Maybe. That's impossible. I'm not really Maybe sure. Maybe you got aware that this is called anxiety since the program started. For this program to have triggered your anxiety, we have to be talking about death all no, day. No, no, no. I, I know it's been going on for a while. I mean, since, since I'm a child, it's been afraid so of, now, how many know? years have you been trying tools and they've been working a little? So basically, you're trying to teach yourself how to read. You're trying to teach yourself how to stop the anxiety, and it has not been successful. Why are you still asking me how to help you to continue the same process? There's a saying, you can't help the problem with the same brain that created that, or you can't change the problem with the same mind that created it. It means you need a different opinion, you need a different view of it. That's where we got to reach out for help. Do you recommend professional or, you know, objective guidance? I would like you not even to, I would like not even to go there. I just want you to realize that you need help, period. <laughs> You're talking about professional help? Or objective I, I don't help? want to go there. I'm, I'm purposely not answering that question. Uh-huh. I hear. You know what? Because we got two minutes, this is, should we take someone for two minutes? You know, let's just stay on hers. I'll let her you decide. What do we do? Okay, okay. No problem. Should we take someone else or finish with her? Finish with her. <laughs> okay. So let's just focus. So what do you say? Am I pushing therapy over here since we got two minutes left? Uh, I don't know if therapist, but uh, some kind of... I'm okay of, with uh, you pushing therapy. I want to hear what you, know, you say on the thing. I, I feel you need someone. Oh, Harvness, you take it over. I think that uh, something to, uh, get, again, to get out a little bit from... Uh, from the situation and get open the vision what you really need you know to look 
right now you inside some dark dark issue in my opinion yeah need a little someone to shake the boat a little give a different view a different flashlight say I, I don't know I just want to clarify you're recommending some professional or it could be anyone object it doesn't First start no, objective and then get back to me have you ever told anyone you have anxiety yes definitely how many people a number of people three four And have they helped you? Um, sometimes, some people. Then I'd recommend a professional. If you've, gone, if you've gone to help... Okay. We, uh, unfortunately, we lost uh, Rabbi Weinberg, and also our time is finished. Uh, so uh, the phone line is crushed so uh, we will hear from him uh, next week next Tuesday from uh, from uh, next Monday from uh, 8 to 10 with a uh, little bit with my help and you guys thank you very much and we are continue with Reim Ovim uh, of uh, Rabbi Greenfield thank you very very much